The first reading is from the Old Testament and can be found in your service sheet or your outline from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The second reading is not in your outline, but is from Matthew chapter 1 in the New Testament. It's Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to St. Jude's. My name is John Forsyth. I'm the vicar here, and particularly a warm welcome to you if you are visiting us this morning on this Christmas Eve. We are delighted that you can be with us as we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus. 
Uh, there's not a typo in your service sheet. Uh, we are doing John's Gospel tomorrow morning. It's just to whet your appetites to come back tomorrow uh, and hear uh, that passage preached on. The year 1816 was the year called the year without a summer. It was filled with strange weather and an inexplicable darkness. It caused record cold weather all the way across Europe. The darkness was uh, obviously unknown to those at the time, uh, caused by volcanic ash spewing from the eruption of Mount Tambora in Indonesia. One of the most explosive volcanoes in the historical period. Uh, behind me there should be a picture, in fact, of, I think it's if we have it working, yep, a very famous artwork. Lots of art was created during this time, and if you know Turner as well, the famous artist, because of the darkness of the sky and the strange colours, it inspired artists and poets alike. This is by Caspar David Friedrich, entitled Two Men by the Sea. Uh, this darkness also inspired Lord Byron to write a poem, allegedly just in one day, based on the weather phenomena, entitled Darkness. He writes, I had a dream which was not at all a dream. The bright sun was extinguished and the stars did wander darkling in eternal space, rayless and pathless and the icy earth swung blind and blackening in the moonless air. Morn came and went and came and brought no day, and men forgot their passions in the dread of this desolation. All their hearts were chilled into a selfish prayer for light. Darkness has an effect on the whole person. It's not just that you can't see things but it affects our mood, and it affects how we see the world. And physical darkness brings this sense of disorientation, and the Bible teaches that so does spiritual darkness. We've already prayed some prayers of lament that remind us and call out to the fact that we live in a world that is often dark. Ukraine, Israel, Palestine, Afghanistan, Myanmar, these are just a few of the over 30 countries that are currently facing conflict. Even in our own lives, we have dark places, places where we hide our anxieties, our guilt, our shame, failures, broken relationships, grief and sadness. But the good news is that at Christmas, we hear the great declaration that the light of the world has come. And as we look at the passage from Isaiah 9 this morning, what we see is the promises that point to this source of light that will end all darkness. And as we look, we'll see firstly, it comes from a very unlikely place. Now, our reading from Isaiah was written at a time of great darkness for God's people uh, in Judea, who faced an imminent threat of being conquered by the superpower of Assyria. 
But we read there, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Now, it's quite surprising because you would expect if you were a, 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 a Jewish person of the time that God's promised light would not come from some backwater, but come from Jerusalem, the center, the religious and cultural center. But no, it's from Galilee of the nations, literally of the Gentiles. Now, most of us know about Galilee primarily because of Jesus. Uh, it was a town probably of about 500 people. It's the last place you would go to do anything interesting. It's the opposite of Melbourne, the complete opposite. Uh, in John 1, Nathaniel, when he hears that the Messiah has come from Galilee, says, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Like, are you serious? It's an unlikely place for God to bring light to the world. And it's a reminder that as we come to Christmas, that Jesus is born into humility. There is nothing special about Jesus' family. He has an unwed mother, which means Mary would have been stigmatized. So would her son. Questions, mumblings behind people's backs. Jesus' birth bears none of the marks of greatness. Yet he was the birth of the most influential person ever. Light comes from an unlikely place. Secondly, we see that light will shine in the darkest place. Look at verse 2. The people working, uh, walking, not working, they might be working. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. That, that little phrase there, deep darkness, in the original language, it literally means death shadow. Psalm 23 talks about the shadow of the valley of... It's the same word as used in Psalm 23. The shadow of death, the death shadow. Because generally we think of light and life going together. When God creates the heavens and the earth, what's the first thing he says is, let there be light. You guys know it, fantastic Elizabeth. They've done some research and said that if the sun, uh, the sun stopped shining but remained there for gravitational reasons... Uh, we would have about eight minutes, because that's how long it takes light to travel from the sun to the earth, before we would be dropped into total darkness. By the end of the day, the weather would be minus 20 degrees. Within two months, the surface of all the oceans of the world would be frozen solid. There would be no photosynthesis, which means, of course, there is no oxygen produced. That's the negative. On the positive, no salad. <laughs> Maybe that's just for me. But ultimately, it would actually mean the end of life on earth. 
there would be cataclysmic death followed by a slow death for the, the life that is remaining. And this is important because when the Bible speaks of darkness, it is a sign of spiritual death, but it's also a sign of physical death as well. In fact, all of us are slowly going out, including the sun. It's not an eternal source of light. It has an endpoint. But here we are told that a light has dawned on those in the death shadow, those who will face death. Guess what? A light is coming, an eternal light, a light that will defeat death. In other words, it's a promise of eternal life. And eternal life needs an eternal source of light. This is how the picture works. And what's really interesting is when we get to the book of Revelation, where we see God dwelling with his people, one of the things about the new heavens and the new earth, which is quite strange, is that there is no sun. In other words, the sun is temporary and it fades. What, what happens instead is that God and the Lamb will be the light. It's an eternal light, therefore nothing dies. The light will shine in the darkest place. This light will come and deal with our biggest problem of spiritual and physical death. The third radical thing we see in this promise in Isaiah is that this light is actually God-made flesh. It is God incarnate. Now, those who know me well will know that I take great delight in babies. I'm often fighting people off after church just so I can have a hold. Now, when we normally have the birth announcement of a child, uh, these days, more often than not on social media, uh, it usually comes with uh, a cute or a number of cute photos of the baby, uh, the baby's name, and for some reason, which I'm still to to determine, uh, their height and their weight. We think that's really important. Um, I don't know why. If you know why, come talk to me afterwards. But one thing I've known is that every single birth announcement occurs after the baby has been born. That's the traditional method. Baby born, announce the birth. But here in Isaiah, we have the birth announcement sent and declared before the baby has been born. In fact, 700 years before the baby has been born. Verse 6 For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Not only is this announcement given 700 years before the birth of the child, look at the names, the number of names this child is given. Now most babies are given one or two or three, if you're really posh, you get three names. But as I announces the birth of the baby, which has four names... He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And not only are there four names, these names actually tell us what this baby will do. Imagine reading a birth announcement which says, future CEO of major international corporation, will play for the Matildas at the World Cup and win it for Australia. 
at the same time will win the Academy Award. That's an impressive resume. But most birth announcements don't come with a resume because the kid basically hasn't done anything yet other than look cute, wake up and cry and fill a nappy. That's basically the CV of a child, of an infant. But the promise in Isaiah is that this baby will be different. Wonderful counsellor tells us that this child will be a supernatural source of extraordinary wisdom. This is incredible news for those who are seeking guidance. Mighty God tells us that this child will be divinely strong and powerful. Wonderful news to those who are feeling weak and weary. Everlasting Father tells us this child will care for his people forever as a father gently cares for his children. Amazing news for those who feel alone and unappreciated. Prince of Peace tells us this child will bring deep well-being and right relationships. Good news for all of those who lack peace with each other and God and long for our world to be a place of peace. See, all of this is good news for a dark world. These names bring light where there is darkness. And perhaps most shockingly and spectacularly, as you read through the book of Isaiah, each and every one of the names that is given to this child is actually attributed to God. In other words, somehow this promised light is both a child and the Almighty God. Somehow this, this light will be God incarnate. That is Isaiah's promise, which finds its fulfillment 700 years later in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, where God fulfills every promise through him. God came to us in the person of Jesus. Fourthly, this gift of light, therefore, is a gift of grace. Now, I know that for many people, Christmas is a great and fun time, but for others, it can be a particularly difficult time. We can be separated from family and friends for all number of reasons. We can be unable to celebrate together, to share Christmas lunch, to see the smiles as presents are opened and families united. And it's deeply sad because the people that we love are not with us. Yet in the midst of that sadness, we can find joy because of the great promise that God is with us. As we read in Matthew 1, verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
In other words, Christmas is special because it's the time where we celebrate not just family coming together, but much more powerfully, that God comes to us. God is with us. The God who creates the universe, who calls each star by name, who creates the planets, that God has come to us 2,000 years ago, born in humility as a baby who could not speak or eat solid food or even control his bladder, who depended probably on a teenager for shelter, love and support. A teenager. Are you kidding? I know some teenagers who struggle to get conscious before lunchtime. Yet in this tiny, helpless baby, the ultimate authority in the entire universe exists. In this tiny, helpless baby, all the fullness of God's power dwells. And so in this little infant child, into our dark world, a light has dawned. It means that God is actually not indifferent. He is not distant. He has come close to us in the person of Jesus. The question remains though, for what purpose did Jesus come? For what purpose did the God of the universe come down to earth as an infant? And we have the answer to that question actually within our reading from Matthew as well in verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The word Jesus means God saves. In other words, Jesus is the light of the world because Jesus is the saviour of the world. Somehow this little infant child is going to be able to save the rest of helpless humanity from the power of sin. This tiny baby will be God's gift of rescue. And he is indeed a gift. Even Isaiah makes the point. It says, uh, not just a son born, but a son is given. It's given. And this light will be a gift because Jesus will fix the problem of sin. What the scriptures call our failure to recognize God as king. In other words, sin is not just doing bad things. It's living a life with no reference to the one who's created us and the one who loves us. It's living in darkness. But this Jesus will come and save us by restoring our relationship with God. And there's a certain irony here because it's at his birth that he is announced as the light and saviour of the world. But it's actually in his death and resurrection that he accomplishes this work where he will take our place and suffer the cost and bear the darkness of God's wrath because of our rebellion and our sin. As the phrase goes, his birth tis the season but his death tis the reason. The great gift of Christmas is that Jesus offers this dark world peace and light by dealing with sin and death. In other words, it's a gift 
of grace. It's undeserved. And so we need to receive the gift with humility. Now, gifts need to be received. That's the way they work. If someone gives you a gift, you say thank you and you give it back to them. No, no, you actually have to take the gift. You unwrap it, you see what it is and you keep it, you receive it. And I think on Christmas morning tomorrow, and kids particularly will know this, some gifts are very easy to receive. The thing you've always wanted and you've hinted at mum and dad continually for the past six months. Maybe you've written a list with seven or eight hundred things that you need. Just a short list. And on Christmas morning, you open the present. There's the thing you've always wanted. Those gifts are easy to receive. I saw a little uh, a TikTok where this kid received some broccoli for Christmas. And she was so excited because that's what she wanted. Please don't buy me broccoli. But some gifts are hard to receive. I want you to imagine that it's Christmas morning, tomorrow morning, and your dear loved one has given you a gift, and it's a book, and you love reading, but then you see the book is called Dieting, How to Lose 10 Kilos. Thanks. And then one of your children or another family member buys you another book, and you think, well, that's about time. And the book is called How to Be Nicer. (laughs) Thanks, loser. Uh, Are those gifts that you would receive as warmly? (laughs) Or perhaps if you are significantly in need of losing weight, or if you are a rude person, they actually are gifts you need, even if you don't feel like it. In other words, the gift we need is sometimes not the gift we want. And so we need to receive the gift of grace with humility because it recognises the fact that we have a need, that we've not been living the right way. But the gift of grace is not just a necessary gift, it is indeed the most beautiful gift there is. Because the grace of Jesus comes to us and it steadies us and it protects us from all the exhausting effects of fear and shame and guilt and it gives us certainty that death is not the end it's a gift of life and so my prayer for you this Christmas is this that you will rejoice in God's presence and peace as you celebrate the birth of our saviour Jesus the light of the world for to us a child is born To us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.